Ignatian meditation with Scripture is one of the great gifts that St. Ignatius of Loyola has given to the church. And the idea is this, is that you read a story in the Scriptures and you, you meditate on your perspective from a particular character's perspective within the Scriptures. It's beautiful because you can hear the same story over and over again and in your heart meditate on the different perspectives and the responses to the Gospel. It can help, really come, uh, help the Scriptures really come alive in your prayer and in your hearts, and also help you to see how God works in your life. That you may see Scripture in one way and then another, or, or the Lord in one way and then another at various points throughout your life. If you're looking for a wonderful book on this type of meditation, this is not related to the rest of the homily, but I highly recommend uh, Henry Nouwen's book, The Return of the Prodigal Son, where he goes through this meditation on the story of the prodigal son, looking at the story from the different perspectives of the characters of the story. It's beautiful because it helps us to see ourselves in all of the characters. I bring this up because I want to introduce you to this wonderful form of prayer, but also to say that sometimes we relate to one character without fail. And in my own life, I, refl- I, I um, accord with the first son in this story and have since probably I entered the Dominicans. He is one of the great characters in all of Scripture for me because I see so much of myself in him and the Lord's goodness to me through that character. Because for so long in my life, I knew the Lord was calling me, but I did not go. I refused. I, in fact, often went in the opposite direction. I remember being 16 years old and sitting in a chapel one weekday at my Catholic high school in St. Louis before school, before Mass, thinking, because a friend was becoming a deacon that year, or a priest, I don't remember, but thinking, maybe I should be a priest, and it just made sense. And I went and talked with one of the priests, and I talked about how it was the only thing that made sense in my life, and we laughed about that because I was a knucklehead. And then I went out and just did the exact opposite. Then freshman year of college comes around, and when I was studying and sitting in my dorm room reading or looking things up on the internet, I was looking at vocation websites for the Archdiocese of St. Louis or for different religious orders. And yet, I was running in the opposite direction. When I was 21, I went to confession at St. Peter's a couple days in Rome after Christmas. And I remember feeling and knowing in my heart of hearts as I walked out of that beautiful church that God was calling me to a life of service. And so I decided to go in the opposite direction again. And then as I was getting into a relationship, I told the woman that in my heart I was still thinking about priesthood. And I knew in my heart that's what God was calling me to, but I went in the opposite direction again. I kept hearing the voice of the Lord in one way, shape, or form to serve Him and to go into the vineyard, and I kept doing what I thought I wanted. What gave me pleasure, what made me feel good, what I thought would be the thing that would give me meaning and purpose in my life. But I realized eventually that all of those things were creating a greater thirst in my life. And I remember talking to a priest about this. And he said to me, you know, the Lord's not calling you today to change everything in your life. The Lord's not calling you to go out today and to be a priest, because even if you entered the seminary today, it would still be six, seven, eight years until you were ordained. What the Lord is calling you to today is to take that next step faithfully. To take that step into the vineyard. And so too for us in our life. Wherever you are in your life right now, the Lord is calling you to conversion. Calling you to new life in Him. 
What that looks like is going to be very different for each and every one of us. Perhaps you're very close to the Lord. Maybe you're very far from Him. The Lord desires and is giving you what you need to take that next step. To be converted. Because, brothers and sisters, conversion is the Christian life. There is no way to heaven except to turn toward Christ and away from sin and the things that take us away from Him. As much as we would like to earn or merit salvation, we cannot do that. But the Lord doesn't just desire for you and for me to do the things, to just be workers, but to be converted in mind and heart as well. The very first words Jesus speaks in the Gospel of Mark, metanoiate, we often hear that as translated as repent, but it literally means have a conversion of mind and heart. To go from one way of thinking to another. And that is exactly what the Lord has in store for us and desires for us. He doesn't just want us to stop drinking too much or to stop using contraception or to stop doing all of the things that lead us away from God. Those gossiping things, those ugly things we say, the hate that we can spew on social media or through our conversations with other people. He certainly wants us to stop that. But He wants us to do good to be the thing in the world that helps to bring about the conversions of others. I give thanks to the Lord every day because He smiled upon me even in the midst and the depths of my brokenness so that He could smile upon you through the gifts of the sacraments and perhaps in some small way the gift of my preaching. But think about that, brothers and sisters, that you are able to receive the Lord, body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Eucharist, to receive His absolution through the gift of the sacrament of holy orders given to a sinner, given to someone who is certainly the most undeserving. God loves us so much, and He calls us into new life repeatedly. Wherever you are right now, brothers and sisters, turn to the Lord. Because here's the reality. We are either turning toward and with the Lord. Conversion means to turn with. We are either turning with Jesus to new life, to new hope, to the beauty, goodness, and truth that He alone offers, or we are turning away from Him. There is no in-between. And so we are called each and every day to ask ourselves, to ask the Lord, Lord, where do I need to turn my heart, mind, and life? If you're not praying every day, start there. If you've been away from confession for a long time, come and receive the Lord's gift of mercy. If you're feeling called to taking that next step in your vocation, whether that be marriage, priesthood, religious life, whatever, take that step. Be courageous. Trust in the Lord. But perhaps most of all, St. Paul reminds us, be humble. Recognize that the good things you do in this life are all a gift from God. St. Paul says this, humbly regard other, or excuse me, do not do nothing out of selfishness or out of vainglory. Rather, humbly regard others as more important than yourselves, each looking out not for his own interests, but also for those of others. The way to new life in Christ, the way to heaven, the way to knowing and loving and living the Lord's will right now is through humility. Jesus Christ is God. And yet St. Paul tells us that even though he was in the form of God, even though he is God, he did not regard equality with God something to be grasped at. Jesus, who has no reason whatsoever other than to show us the way to heaven, humbled himself. And he is showing each and every one of us 
the way to new life and happiness, which is to humble ourselves. Jesus did not have to do that, but he did. We do have to do that, but often we don't. But he shows us that by turning to him, by going into the vineyard, by praying, by returning to the sacraments, by opening your heart, by changing your life, by submitting to his will, you will find glory. Jesus is king and glorified over all because he is God, and yet he shows us he takes on all things of our humanity. The lowest of the low is put to a most heinous death for us, for new life, so that we might be changed. A couple a week or so ago, I was talking to a student here who went to my old high school. And uh, we were talking about people that we may have, you know, mutual acquaintances and, and whatnot and teachers. And he asked me if I knew a guy who was a year or so ahead of me in school. And I remember the name, but it's been, you know, 15 years or so since I graduated from high school. So I don't, you know, I don't really remember being friends with him. And he's like, yeah, I ran into him and I said, you know, uh, Father Pat Hyde is the priest at St. Paul's. And he's like, wait a second, the guy from Shamanad, that guy? That's amazing. That's almost unbelievable. That guy is a priest? And thanks be to God for that, brothers and sisters. I thank God every day that he has turned my heart, that he continues to turn my heart and work on me so that he can be glorified and magnified in your lives. This is the life of conversion that we are all called to. It doesn't matter where we've been. It doesn't matter how many times or how hard of heart we've been in rejecting God's will. Right now is the time to be humble, to recognize the wonder and the mercy and the power of God, to follow him, to do his will, so that whether we be a tax collector, prostitute, or something else, we too can be changed of mind, heart, and life, and walk with God in this life and be with him forever in the kingdom of heaven.